0: like almost 5 on 14 February, Sunday 2021. Convos from yesterday at about 1pm um, with Shy Watson, poet novelist and imp- imp- currently doing a novel but she got a new poetry book that just dropped last month in January right by her birthday incidentally from House of Lad. That's called Horror Vacui um, and and uh, yeah, obviously, damn, I'm at the balcony. These pigeons just fucking dipped out to hear me talking. But she also got an earlier book, um, another poetry collection. That one's called Cheap Yellow. And um, yeah, we've been talking about, I, we're both in the city. We're going to try to do an in-person pod, but fucking, it was so damn cold. And um, we just ripped a quick one on the phone. I'll just post one on this balcony. Um, we like, I never really had a full, co- first time really going and talking. I seen her at a reading one time and... Um, and we were out with a m- group of people one time, uh, a matter of, yeah, but it was first time really ripping it. It was a good convo. We went in and, uh, all right. Hello? Hello, shy. Hey, how's it going? How are you doing? Good. I'm over here just oh. ha- harassing you all morning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I was just asleep. Like, I, yeah, I, maybe TMI, but I had, like, cramps all night and was just, like, waking up i like got up and took like a sea salt bath at like 7 a.m oh damn I was, like i'm not going to work today so i like passed back out after i texted my boss and so
0: what are you what are you doing for work
1: uh like massage massage stuff
0: okay that's what my sister yeah does. cool oh hell yeah um damn that's real and all your in i noticed there's like two february mentions in your book i'm just coming through with the like absurdly close reads but there's two Mm -hmm. there's two february mentions in your books and you get i think you just get wrecked in both februaries oh
1: yeah february is always
0: horrible yeah it is it's like a kind of fuck. like we couldn't even meet yeah it's fucking so gnarly
1: You like,
0: Can't really do anything To make yourself happy either <laughs> Yo I think I, I think that happens to me too Because Not only is it winter But then it's always like My birthday's the middle of February It's fucking tomorrow So Oh shit Yeah I happy early birthday Yeah thank you I also panic Because I'm about to be another year Older mm-hmm. I feel like And then that makes me shut down And then that makes My relationships go bad too I think Damn Yeah Fuck Yeah <laughs> But you just had your How birthday. How old are you turning? I'm turning yeah, 30, yo. I'm turning 30. It's fucked up. Oh, that's a big one. I'm a new decade now. It's crazy. Damn, you made it. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I made it. I had some fucked up health stuff, too. I thought I had a kidney stone all week. And then that's I went to the shit. doctor. I was like, this is what happens. I I think I just, sometimes I drink too much coffee before I, I think I dehydrated myself. Anyway, that's TMI, okay. too, but we're doing We start coming in hot. <laughs> We're both having some pelvic health issues. Some February <laughs> health issues, yeah. But you yeah. just had your birthday, right? Yeah, mine was in January. Hold on, I'm
1: gonna take out my headphones. Go ahead, go ahead. My phone sounds a
0: little shitty. Okay, hello? Yeah, you. I can hear you.
1: Okay, that seems better. Cool. Um, yeah, my birthday was January 9th, so it was about a month ago. And yeah, I turned 28, and for some reason that one felt really weird.
0: I think 27 felt really like, like
1: sexy and cool because like the 27 club and you know like 27s the cigarette like 27 just felt like really hot and then I turned 28 and it's like I kept picturing
0: myself in like a pencil skirt or like a like a suit. It just felt really like okay business casual. I didn't like it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, 28 a pencil suit. I don't even know what that is, but. I could see it. You said a business suit. Um, but 28 is significant, too, because, or I don't know, my mom always goes in about how every seven years starts, like, a new thing. So you better start a new thing. Oh, yeah. I, don't I thought know. about that, too. You did?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, was, I had dinner with my friend Amy in Philly, like, around my birthday,
0: right before it, in oh, one okay. of those little igloos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She was telling me
1: that instead of birthdays, or actually I think her boyfriend was saying this, like instead of birthdays, there should
0: be like cell renewal Oh yeah, oh yeah, the cell renewal thing, years, that's, right. that's right, that's right. Yeah, you get that new skin. It
1: wouldn't be like every year, he was like doing this bit about like how every year
0: you have to go to your friend's birthday party, and it's like a little much, but <laughs> if it was every yeah. seven years. Yeah, let's cut it, let's, yeah, that's, that's what people are like, what are you going to do for your birthday? I'm like, dude, it's fucking... Arctic out. I'm just gonna do what I always been doing. I don't know. I feel that way about birthdays too. Um, you talk about yeah. Philly a lot in your writing. You got just like you got friends out there and shit. Yeah, I, I lived there for a little bit. Well, I lived there twice, and now I kind of live there. Um, I
1: went. Was- to school there my freshman year and then I moved back there for I think 10 months when I was 24 like right before I moved to New York and now I like rent a room part-time um in my best friend's house her name's Ketch she lives there but and so does my friend Eleanor but they don't want another roommate but they also don't want to pay the rent for the third room
0: okay so you get that side spot
1: yeah, I pay like a third of the rent for the room. So I'm only allowed to be there ten days a month. <laughs> oh damn. But it's, yeah, but it's like I can go there to work on writing nice. and get out in New York and just focus.
0: What um what part of Philly? South Philly. South Philly, nice. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. like Point Breeze. Yeah, I was living yeah. out there, um from two thousand um Point Breeze from two thousand it's funny because I read your earlier book, too, and um, I think we I was out there. Were you out there, like, the New Year's, like, after, like, the 2017 New Year's? Yeah. I just pulled up in November, oh, mid-November. I left California, drove out here the day after the election, like, the night of the election. I don't know why and then I was staying in a spot and then I had the whole New Year's and the beginning of that year and you had so many poems that were like the feeling of like being like cold as fuck in Philly like Philly energy I don't know and like tagging it to all those dates so I was remembering my times there but it was also in Philly that's interesting (laughs) dude what neighborhood did you live in that time? I was out west like in west like that time when I first moved was way out west it was like 50th in in Cedar and then, okay, um, word. but then I know people live out in south right now, so that's that's sick. Um, but that's then I so moved funny. to a different yeah, part I of the I moved there also. in October,
1: so like right before fu- oh, wow. you. You were going <laughs> yeah. to school? No, it was like it was the times
0: I'd moved back to uh,
1: just like you. be there. I had all this nostalgia because like I was there you know, my freshman year of college and then I lived a bunch of places, like, I transferred to school out in Boulder and I lived in Seattle and Portland and Kansas City and Denver and like the whole time I just really missed Philly and so I moved back there and I think I just missed being 18 because like (laughs) when I moved back it wasn't the same at all and like most of my friends had left and it like wasn't the same feeling that I was going back hoping it would be. Damn. Yeah, it was it
0: was like a really big life lesson, because I was like, damn, you just can't like Yo, step in the same river twice. Wait, hold <laughs> up. That's when you moved back? Um. That was well, the yeah, time I you moved back that... in October? That's crazy, because yeah. that's exactly what I did, too, because I went to undergrad outside of Philly, and I lived in Philly oh, for a year after. Oh, Yeah, and then fucking I left, and I did a bunch of other shit, and then like... I ran back to Philly, because that's where, whatever, like, yeah, my ex was and stuff. And people, I knew so many people there, and it was the same shit. I was trying to be, like, back in college Whoa. mode, and that whole two years got fucking, it just, I just got fucked up. I feel like Philly fucked me up and spat me out. <laughs> it was the same <laughs> shit. That's kind of crazy. And then when you move to New York? Damn, that is crazy.
1: Easy. The Philly
0: nostalgia was strong Philly has all. that effect Everyone's like dude Let's just fucking get a big ass house Like pay 300 rent And fucking not work yes. And like drink out of jars Bro it'll be fine It'll be chill dude <laughs> Let's fucking hit the yeah. co-op. Yeah I mean that's sick I, I fuck with everyone who's still in Philly out there I gotta go out there yeah. I almost went out there a couple weeks ago And then I got scared by the snow And I didn't um, Damn <laughs> <laughs> That's nuts yeah.
1: Tina Austin Islam
0: yeah, I know Austin, uh, just from online, like, and the, he hit me up, he sent me some shit one time, yeah, he's out there, uh, by, um, Snyder, he's in WaySouth. Yeah, he's, like, my
1: neighbor in Philly.
0: Oh, unreal. And he's really
1: close with Ketch, yeah, so, like, when I've been over there, he's been coming over and hanging out and, like, bringing us food from the restaurant he works at. Amazing.
0: I mean, I've known him for years, but, Crazy. yeah, he's he's down there, <laughs> sick yeah yeah i got a, a homie who just got a house in the south anyway that's wild but um yeah but um yeah so i was i got some complaints from people um not nah, from like homies being like you're podcasting like you just start talking and you don't ask people like about their background at all so like oh yeah gotta- i want to ask you a bunch of questions <laughs> What do you mean? You want to ask me a question? <laughs> yeah, I just had the urge to, and then I was like, oh, no, but that's bad for the
1: podcast.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 no, no, no. We can keep ripping I don't give a fuck about those complaints. Y'all don't have to listen. Oh, okay. But I was just curious. I was just curious. You grew... Okay, I was piecing this together, but you grew up in Missouri? Yeah. And where in Missouri? Was it Ozarks? You mentioned Ozarks one time.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, um...
0: What's it called specifically? Yeah, technically the Ozarks. Or whatever. It, you don't have to... A town called... Huh? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll stop. I'll stop. Being it's a town called Rogersville. So okay. it's like 15 minutes east
1: of Springfield in southwest Missouri.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's crazy because I fucking, this is going to sound like just a weird flex, but it, it, it's just a fact. I walked through the Ozarks, through Lake of the Ozarks, that town. Like, I walked from like Philly. hiking? Nah, like, I walked from Philly, and I was trying to walk across, And I, but I walked through Ozarks. That was one of the, str- that was on my route. Oh, whoa. Yeah, so I kind of you know that area. you
1: went from Philadelphia to Missouri?
0: Yeah. What's I kept, fuck, I was on Missouri? one, I was on one. I know, I know, I know. But I know that area, because basically out of St. Louis, I got tired of walking the highway, and I walked through this country road through Missouri. And mm-hmm. fucking, I ended up at the Ozarks. And, uh, and then I got Whoa. back on 54 because it was too sketchy. It was too sketchy walking on the country road because I was like, I don't even know. People were just, yeah, it was just kind of on one. But so I know that area. Yeah. There's the Lake of the Ozarks State Park, and I just crashed out there one night. Damn. And then the highway was yeah, all crazy. it's beautiful there. out there. I love it really out there. weird. It was wild, too, because mm-hmm. it was the summer. So, like, it was 2014, and there was, like, like suddenly, like, the highway was, like, popping, and everyone had boats. They're all going to the boats to fucking merc a thirty rack and chill on the boats. Hell yeah! It was my family
1: has one of those. That's
0: awesome. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah. So you lived there all growing up?
1: Yeah.
0: Till college? I mean,
1: well, I lived in Springfield till I was seven, and then my parents got divorced, and my mom and, like got with my stepdad, so we moved to the little town. Like Rogersville has like three thousand people, so okay. it was. Actually, a pretty big change, but
0: then I stayed there till high school, and
1: then, yeah, I went to Philly for undergrad,
0: This is like, a huge change. <laughs> which one did you go to in Philly? Drexel. Okay, amazing. So, yeah, I, the place I moved to was, like, way up north on 41st, kind of, by Drexel. Anyway, that's wild. Uh, uh-huh. Sick, I'm doing uh, the background shit. Okay, and then you went to... I like how you're mentioning all the places you are. Go, you're, I was like trying to piece together all the places you moved around in your twenties because mm-hmm. you keep mentioning places. But what made you move so much? Mm, mostly breakups. <laughs> For real, and, like, right? Bouts of depression. <laughs> you're like, well, maybe if I just leave. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm like, mm, I could just like not be here.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's real as fuck. But, okay. <laughs>
1: couple times I just got like really depressed and like when I moved back to Philly I was having like a really bad depressive episode in Portland where I like couldn't get out of bed or like eat or anything and one of my friends had just moved to Philly and I got really jealous because I've been nostalgic about Philly for years at that point like journaling about it all the time and missing it so I was like well fuck this I'm just gonna move out there too and then Then I felt a lot better for a while, but then I got depressed and moved to
0: New York. How long did you stay in Philly, (laughs) though? Like 10 months that time. Gotcha. Damn, so I was there too. That's wild. Sick. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Both of these books are like... They feel like... I was reading them like reactions to... Well, I don't even know. Like, both of them are like right after both elections. Uh-huh. is that how they were written or how okay how how you how about this this new book like you obviously got the quarantine diaries at the end which was sick and i i i liked how immediate like you were you got stuff in there from like eight months ago uh, yeah yeah, really recent. yeah and then h- how was that was that a cumulative thing or like a lot of those poems like how do you yeah how recent did you pull on that uh, with uh, House of it was
1: Pretty much
0: poems written
1: since Cheap Yellow came out. So I guess they started in, uh, when was that, January 2017. Sorry, um, January
0: 2018.
1: Okay. And I've just been accumulating them because I always just like put my poems into one giant microsoft word doc in my computer and just kind of keep adding to it and my word doc had gotten to like 200 and something pages so i um, just made a post on twitter that was like hey i have a lot of unpublished poems if anyone would be interested in publishing them and i talked to my agent about it too i was like hey do you want to like sell my poetry manuscript to yeah a press that will give me money, and she said she couldn't do that because um, she wants the novel to come out first, and, like, because if they, like, acquire a book, it'll take, like, a year and a half to come out, you know, if it's, like, a bigger press, and then that would interfere with the timeline of my novel, so she was like, honestly, if you're going to come out with a poetry book, you need to do it, like, right now, (laughs) because, like, we need, like, a year and a half of nothing before or after the novel, so I... Yeah, so I hit Bree back at House of Vlad and was like, uh, yeah, we can do this if we do it now. <laughs> he was like, all right,
0: let's do it now. So I liked how he, you like, guys dropped that. it like, together. Fuck Amazon. you like, what? I, I liked how you guys dropped that. Like, fuck Amazon. But I pulled on that, like, immediately. Like, I saw that, and then I just bought it immediately. Hell
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really quick. And I was like, well, there's not really time to, like, promote it or do, like, an announcement
0: or anything so let's just do it like the day that it is available Um, that's interesting I've been thinking a lot about that about waiting on things or pulling on things quick I think this project is so of the moment like I've been talking to uh, Ben Ben Bruiser Bruiser about that Um, Mm do you guys know each other from way back or no yeah
1: from college (laughs) Oh, so word? the second college, not Drexel, right. but the Colorado college.
0: Yeah, I, you, yeah, I don't know you. if I'm allowed to say that, though. You might need to edit that out. They're pretty, like, um, elusive about their identity. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, nah, nah, okay, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'll text him, I'll text him. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll just jump over that. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> That's sick. That's sick. That's sick. I knew you guys went to the same college, but I know you guys knew each other. All right. All right um. Uh-huh, yeah. But um. But yeah, we, we were talking about that, about whether pulling on a thing quick. But that's sick. So you're working on a novel now. It kind of felt like the ending of stuff was a transition into a more prose form. Although you did that in your early book too, and that's also a thing yeah. I see mean, be doing sometimes in the beginning of. The poetry book. I've only read two Eileen Miles books. I read Evolution and Inferno. I read Inferno recently. Okay. I fuck with that one. But in the beginning, Evolution is like a long prose bit. Um, but. Oh, yeah. I think I read that. Yeah. Like, kind of spoke. Or, I don't know. How, you feel like. Uh, fuck. I, I be saying shit. It's not a question, though. Um, but. Um, <laughs> You you you. It was reminding me of that flow a little bit of how, and also it was interesting because when I first in, uh, seen you at that, I swear to God, every podcast episode I do is like all from that one weekend where everyone was out turning up, and that one reading in December, right before oh, yeah. it fucking got shut down. But you were reading, and I was just thinking, I had the same experience when I seen Eileen Miles read, where the way your poems are like. I could imagine it being read aloud in a room, and everyone just being like, damn, like, you know, like, really hitting really quickly. Mm -hmm. Do you feel Mm -hmm. affinity with Eileen Miles' work, or?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, people started telling me that my poetry reminded me of, or I guess them, they go by they, Uh, them now, when I was, like, 20. And I didn't know about who they were. And then I looked them up and was like, holy shit. Oh, damn. Yeah, this is, like, my favorite poetry ever. Amazing. And then I took a workshop with them at Naropa um, over the summer, like, at one of the summer writing programs, and it was sick. Right. <laughs> like,
0: How? yeah, I loved them so much. Yeah. Just, I think I remember that reading and I seen, and, like, yeah, it was just, like, I don't even know. I like shit that's, like, it's not like you go into poetry mode fully. It just feels uh-huh. like being, you know what I mean? It feels like, like, I feel like when I, I saw Eileen Miles like, the banter was, like, part of the poetry, sort of. It was just really yeah. immersive. And that's how I felt when some of your poems, when I was hearing them that time. Um, but um, that's tight. Um, what's your novel like? That's an annoying question. You don't have to talk about it if you don't
1: want to. No, I'm down to. I mean it's like the thing that I care most about right now. It's um it, it's like seventy thousand words, so it's like a normal novel length, I guess. Yeah. And it's about an eighteen year old McDonalds employee oh, in yeah, in the country, like in Missouri. Um in
0: the what? In Missouri.
1: Yeah, in, like, a little town in Missouri, and it's, like, the end of her senior year of high school through when she goes off to college, oh, totally. but, like, she gets, like, kicked out and, like, falls in love and, like, does drugs, and it's, it's pretty wild, um, but it's kind of, like... A coming-of-age story. Nice. But from a background, I've never read one from, because I feel like all the coming-of-age stories I've read before are, like, about rich kids going to liberal arts college.
0: For fucking sure. Uh,
1: yeah. But she's, like, just this, like, poor farm girl working at McDonald's and, like, trying to get the fuck out because everyone around her is, like, deteriorating.
0: You're writing about, like, the fucking... Like ins and outs of like her job and shit or some or.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like really detailed. There's a lot of McDonald's scenes. So she has like a strange relationship with her manager and like she hangs out with a couple of her co workers. Yeah. She's like making burgers and shit. I'm writing
0: about it. <laughs> Let's go. That's one of the most propulsive, almost slept on, like, actually for some people, not slept on, but for some people, slept on, like, modes is just like writing about, um, a basic job but like that's tied to the person's survival i feel like um Mm -hmm. like a lot of like japanese eye novels do that like convenience store woman is just a lady working at a damn convenience store um wait my friend just recommended that book to me that's sayaka murata or uh i think that's her name yeah Uh, that book slaps and it's all just like it's all just, like, organizing the damn, like, onigiri and shit, like, in the fucking, you know, they call it the kombini, it's a convenience store. It's so, mm-hmm. but, like, I think there's something, like, lizard brain immersive about that. When they're, like, I gotta work this job to survive and get where I gotta go next, or whatever. Actually, in her job, she's just, like, I'm just posted here, everyone's telling her to get, like, married and shit. She's, like, nah, I'm straight, I'm just gonna keep work like, slanging these moches, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, and then what else is like that? I don't know. That's sick. That sounds really tight. Um,
1: Yeah, maybe Work by Bud Smith.
0: I read, like, a little bit
1: of it a long time ago, but...
0: Totally. That one's, like... I was like, yeah, yeah. All of Pink's books are just, like, fucking... I was rereading one that I ordered. I hadn't read a long time ago. Hurt Others. It's always just, like, pulling up, working at a fucking damn grocery store, and, like vibing with his customer with his co-workers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got things to do that cover, too. That's pretty sick. You guys just pulled on that?
1: Yeah. And you- yeah, I just, like, asked him if I could use one of his paintings for it, because, like, the title, Horror Vacui" means it, like, comes from art. I think, like, 17th century Italian paintings, oh, where what? they were, like, afraid of not having every single space filled, like, they were, like, afraid of vacancy, and I was thinking of some of his, which is, like, how I feel about my life, um, but I was thinking, like, oh, some of Sam Pink's paintings are, like, really, really filled like that, like, the horror vacui style, so I hit him up and was like, hey, can, you know, he said just, like, scroll through his Instagram and pick one, and he'll send me a high-quality image, so he did
0: That's tight. And yeah. then you said you hit up Brie at House of Vlad. Was that, is that Brian Allen house or not? Nah?
1: Yeah, yeah, Brian.
0: Okay, you call him Brie? That's tight. <laughs> I don't know. That's how he signs his emails. Oh, oh tight, <laughs> tight, tight, tight. Um, yeah. Cool, cool. Um, damn. So, yeah, that's really like, uh, and you've been feeling good about the drop since, and Yeah, I don't know. I I, I guess, yeah, I actually got six note cards laid out, but one thing I was thinking of was... um, um, I feel like, because I'm in... Yeah, I'm in some, like, classes, like, writing classes right now, and I feel like a lot of, like, older generation um, writers will often have these rants, like, to our teachers, you know, like, who have these rants about, like... um, about, like, writing real intimate about stuff or using names about stuff or, I guess, like, the autofiction rant, you know? It always Uh devolves into that where they're, like, they're kind of like, well, you could just, you know, yeah, sure, you can just, like, write intimate details about your... Whoever's... The person who gave this lecture, I don't think he gonna hear this, but if he does, you give great lectures. It's not shots at you, but he just... (laughs) He just... He kind of goes, like you could just write intimate details about your friends and stuff or like you know people close to you and publish them and that's great like cool but then like your life like a lot of those writers who start doing that they just their life gets like fucked you know um yeah i was thinking i was thinking about that all week like i was like i was trying to think i was trying to come justifications with it like oh it's not a choice like certain people's not a choice how you want to write or I don't know. Do you think about stuff like that? Like, you go go into a lot of intimate stuff, and um, you really, I don't know. Do you feel, what do you feel after you drop the book? Like, how does it feel?
1: Usually I'll, like, ask people, like, if it's something that isn't just, like, a mundane thing. Like, I mean, in Horror Vacui, there's some line about my son, Cece, like, showing me a picture of her coffee table on her phone, like for things like that I don't ask someone if it's just like sure. them doing something that like means nothing um, but if it's something intimate like in Cheap Yellow there's a line about my best friend Alex like jerking off into a sock next to me Yeah. Um, and I was like yo can I put this in my poetry and he's like yeah I don't
0: care <laughs> exactly, but, you talk to the people. yeah. So
1: one sure. but if it's just something like casual then no nah, i'll just like send them the poem maybe and they'll
0: be like oh my god thanks for mentioning me or whatever right right okay so you don't really feel like anxiety about stuff about the writing <laughs> out there. i mean I, that's name. a broad that's a broad question okay <laughs> the anxiety specifically about writing being out there like even how it looks about you or something
1: yeah no not
0: really <laughs> you're like yo the, the broad question
1: <laughs> really have anxiety oh,
0: about so you, you never have any anxiety right um, <laughs> I
1: wish
0: well that's comforting yeah um, yeah I think so too I think it's like I, I sometimes think of the, the pieces that are sort of even if they're straight fiction if they're kind of about somebody like I almost think of it like as like a letter towards them to them mm-hmm. like keep that energy in my in my heart uh, Yeah. so then it comes out right like or I don't know or I'll write some shit and I'll look at it later and I'll be like that's like too that's like making somebody else the butt of my shit when it's like you know I don't know I don't like it when it has bad energy like that but I feel like maybe people who don't write like that at all like older generation people just don't really think about stuff like that or they think automatically if you're writing about your life it's out of some like I don't know exhibitionist or salty or kind of energy like that well
1: there's a generation that like doesn't allow you to talk about
0: feelings like our parents That's
1: generation true. like i would get in trouble for like crying or like expressing frustration you know like everything's just supposed to be happy all the time and yeah. I mean, it would make sense. I feel like they're really, like, an anonymous bunch, those boomers. What's
0: that? What's that? What's the source of that? I feel like it might be some kind of, like, polite society, propriety or something. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, and it just seems like conservatism. Based in something, like, like puritanical or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe. Maybe? What? I said maybe? I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. What's your experience I don't know what it is. with they' private though yeah what's your experience with like um like uh like uh did you go to did you have a re- like religious household growing up or did you go to like anything like that Oh that's funny um no, not
1: while I was growing up. But now my mom and stepdad are born again Christians as of a few of years ago, Damn. and they're fucking crazy. <laughs>
0: it's not helping them. You're it's what? not. It's not a helpful conversion for them. It's not helping them walk, walk I mean, the straight path.
1: It it helps them in some ways. Like they used to be a lot more. And it's so funny because like. I mean, not to go, like, too much into my family stuff, but, like, when my mom was with my dad, she was, like, really liberal and cool, but then she got with my stepdad when I was, like, seven and became, like, a mega conservative redneck. So, uh-huh. so and that's how I grew up, was with them being, like, really, like, racist and homophobic and, like,
0: yeah. just,
1: you know, making, like, racist jokes and shit. Like, yeah. it, it was Damn. horrible.
0: Yeah.
1: And... But now that they've like found God, they don't do that. Like my mom had all these like racist uh, antique tin like advertisements hanging all over the kitchen and stuff that oh, she got wild. from antique stores, like,
0: back in the day, which was horrible because I have shit. like
1: friends over yeah. in high school and would be so mortified. But she took them all down once they started going all to right. church, you know. And then they don't like say fucked up shit anymore. Church. It's, like, a Unitarian religious or, um, like, Protestant church. Like, yeah. it's non-denominational, and they're just, like, you know, there's, like, a lot of people of color who go there, yeah. and, like, I don't, I don't know about sexual orientation. No one seems gay there, but yeah. I, I hope there are gay people there. Yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah, they're, like, they're in deep. Like, my stepdad just bought me a plane ticket to Kentucky, for next month to go see like an ark exhibit it's like it's a built version of like Noah's ark oh, damn. and it's like a museum and he went to it like a year ago or something and I went home for Christmas and over dinner he was talking about he was like you know they don't teach us this in school but like humans were walking the earth with dinosaurs and you the earth's only been around for a
0: couple thousand years and oh, like all this stuff. so I'm, I'm about to go to that museum with him what all right that's yeah. okay so they got they got a weekend hang spot they got a group of diverse group of people to hang with they've taken down they've redecorated that's what's up uh, Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I, that's like the fucking funny like contrarian stance that i'd be doing i'm like Yo, what about God though? Like if I I don't even know what that means really. I just and I was kinda actually reading that into your books a little bit. Uh but I'm gonna throw it out there because like in fucking uh in uh Chipiello, so much of the energy of Right after and I think this reflects like the cultural energy, like right after um the two thousand sixteen election. I think you were like, everything's fucked now, like no one's exclusive anymore. That's a bar. <laughs> this is probably annoying. Someone reading back some shit you wrote a long time ago. And then, like, you know, and I think that's so fucking... That's those, all those hitters, like, uh, you had, like, a Inauguration Day hitter, uh, Election Night. Um, all, those felt like... That's how it fucking felt back then, you know? And obviously it was resonating for me because it was, like, in Philly, and I felt, like, just such a reckless energy that time. But then in fucking uh-huh. the new one, you got, like, you got this one bar where you're, like... And you're kind of joking, but you're, like, like oh, you say, like, I'm a simp for God. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then one of the most beautiful fucking parts of the book... Um, I'm also just a sucker for, like, anything that feels, like, diaristic. Um, but, like, just uh-huh. in, in the last part, like... Um, well, there's a part where you talk about... There are two parts. One where you're talking about you got some funny God stuff and then you're like keep leaving space for God leaving room for God you said um, is this annoying for me to read parts of the book to you? alright no. okay you said um, my cool new trick is an adamant refusal to grip onto anything to leave so much room for God oh oh you're saying to not oh wait maybe I misread it maybe I was trying to read God into the book I hereby designate Oh, no, there is God Okay. God is horror, oh God. yeah <laughs> What'd you say? I said, God is definitely in horror. For fucking sure. You said, I, I designate all my room for God, exclamation point. <laughs> if you ignore your phone for hours, everyone sends you text. You also do that really well. The last bar will fucking do a little weird turn, um, which is mm-hmm. sick. And then my favorite, and then this one part I just thought was fucking, like, beautiful was when you talking about how you had an epiphany where, like, you were looking up, um... It's from 427, 2020, so it was a little over little under a year ago. You said something happened to me. You, you, you thought of something. You had an epiphany, and then you Google the name of a character name, and then it was like a weird synchronicity with like your story. And then you're like, but I'm not even gonna oh, tell yeah. you about it because it's just something I understand. That felt kind of like some mystical energy, you know?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that was. Yeah, God definitely
0: told me to do that. I think um, that yeah, God. Sometimes, sometimes when you get a hit away, that's when just God speaks through you. you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but that's sometimes kind
1: of. Sometimes I feel compelled by the spirit.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get moved by the spirit. I'm not t- even talking. That's how I. That's how I do podcasts. I just say it's not even me. I didn't say any of that or writing. It's like that was the spirit. The spirit moved me to do that terrible take. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: it's real. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You feel like that you feel like that's kind of like a uh cultural like you know, on the most basic sense it's like back then everything was destabilized by something. And now it's been like overstabilized, like everyone's in their fucking boxes. But mm-hmm. it makes it so you kinda gotta like bunker up and like get strength for yourself from yourself or your people. Versus, like, a Mm -hmm. spazzing out energy? You feel like that's accurate? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I think
1: that, like, I don't know. I've had, like, a complicated relationship with spirituality because, like, I went to Naropa, which was a Buddhist college. And I was, like, really feeling it when I first went there. I was, like, dropping a lot of acid and, like, really believed in, like, the universe and, like, Buddhism. Yeah. like, was trying to meditate a lot, and then then I got so burnt out on that whole culture from being there that I just kind of, like, became an atheist again, like, I was in high school or something, and just, like, completely cut myself off to, like, all spirituality and thought it was all really stupid, like, including, like, astrology and tarot. I was like, bullshit, but then, like, the past couple of years, I've returned to it in, like, a big way, and I don't know what it was, but I do think that quarantine has uh, accelerated my approach toward like spirituality and I think it is because like I'm just cooped up and have my own energy and my own self to reckon with and maybe I'm like thinking more um, but I, I don't know I felt like I've been manifesting things a lot and I've, I mean I've been like doing magic That's and a, yeah.
0: we'll be talking about <laughs> you that. Know. Yeah. What do you mean by that? you doing, like, tarot pulls and shit? <laughs> or are you just I mean, I've been, like, making sigils Courts and, like, one time I burning have to look candles. that word up. Sigils. Which word? Sigils? sigils? Yeah. What, oh, what's I'll it? Tell what does you, that I'll tell you. Yeah, tell me. It's, like,
1: so you write down, um like, something you want to manifest right. in a sentence. So it's, like, um you know, to use a little example, like I want my book to be published on Penguin. And then you (laughs) you know, just just a random example. Yeah. And then you (laughs) then you scratch out like every letter that's used twice. So like um so like we you'd mark out all the vowels and then you mark out every letter that happens more than once. So like I'd mark out the P's because, like, published Penguin. Oh, okay. And then you have the the remaining letters, which would I don't know, like W it or uh, N would be marked out. I don't know. I'd have to like write it out. Yeah, yeah. So you have your remaining letters. Yeah. Yeah. You have your remaining letters left, and then you make like a little design with the letters, and it's supposed to be like uh, where you can't really discern what it is after you do it. You just kind of like draw the letters on paper and, like, make them into some kind of image. Huh. And then... Then you, like, forget about it for a while. And you're just supposed to, like, put it put the sigil somewhere and not think about it. And then, eventually, you charge it, which you can do from, like, I don't know, like, having sex near it or, like... Oh, okay. Anything that, like, it? makes a lot of energy come up. Oh, okay. And then you destroy
0: it. And then you destroy it?
1: So you, like... Yeah, I I destroy mine. So I'll, like, rip them up into shreds or, like, catch them on fire. And then it's just supposed to, your wish is supposed to come true.
0: (laughs) Damn. Yeah. That's wild. So I'll let you know if my vigils have been working. Yeah, you gotta let me know. So so (laughs) it's kind of like a renunciation of it and let it come back to you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, you're supposed
0: to forget,
1: like, what the intention was eventually. All
0: right that's yeah okay have you had any uh all right Uh, that's a sigil okay I've had
1: some luck I've had some luck with it and I've also like I also talk to my pendulum sometimes to like ask divination questions okay and then I like do tarot readings and like
0: for sure I don't
1: know like burn candles and have like who's going to pick up by novel and then a lot of it has to do with grad school
0: like okay and i haven't heard back from grad school yet and i haven't
1: heard back from publishers yet so in a month, i'll update you
0: sick (laughs) sick um yo that's it uh, well from what we've discerned so far um are we've had parallel paths and then 20 Eight was when I fucking went back to school. So I think I think we to, I think it's good energy. But you know who else? does magic okay. shit is fucking um uh, um uh Sheila Sheila Hedy. She, okay. she let me pull up to her class she was teaching, and uh, in motherhood she'd be doing this thing where like you ask a question and then you flip a coin. It's from the fucking I Ching. Oh yeah. And you flip a coin. Um, and if it's two heads it's yes if it's two you flip it three times or if it's the first two are heads it's just yes you know uh-huh. and she had us like do that shit in the class and then you write yeah. it down and she was like talking about it as like a legitimate like writing exercise but that's just kind of crazy cause you gotta be careful what you ask cause then you're gonna I know. you start trying to ask other questions like doing double negatives to try to get the answer right you know Mm -hmm. but that shit was kind of sick like the energy in the whole place like shifted everyone was like suddenly like kind of filled with like wonder and like mystical shit you know that's kind of good I think that's what it does was it accurate it was was honestly pretty it was pretty sick I was asking like what I was supposed to work on next and I had been avoiding like what I knew I needed to work on next I was like should I go back to this project you know and they were Uh like nah it was like nah I'm like, am I avoiding the new project? They're like, yeah. I don't know why I'm calling them bay, but that's what, the coin, that's what the, the coin said. So I was like, yeah. all right, all right. And then I've been working on the new project, so there you go. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you had this shit like riding around on my bikes doing witch shit. That, that reminded me of like a play off of uh, like the old Tyler, the creator, off his first take. He's like, Ride around, right around the mall doing hood rat shit. Mm -hmm. but it was like riding around riding around on bikes doing witch shit okay I'm going off the rails I'm getting too caffeinated um but um alright so and you feel like that's been helpful in terms of doing I mean if nothing else it gives me
1: hope which like I think everyone needs right
0: now for fucking sure yeah 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 Um, that's interesting so I didn't just read all that into the books and uh um yeah, that's pretty sick, like, um, tight, um, alright, alright, all right. this is another thing I want to talk about, Lish has this I, I, or, through the grapevine, this one writer was talking about, um, who, this writer, Catherine Folkrod, um, who has, like, some stuff on Tyrant, It's like, good friends with Gian, and did Lish classes with Gion. he's talking about how writing is, like, seduction or like kind of like like uh you kind of gotta like like it's kind of like fucking like with the reader sort of Uh but I had this idea that like that like it's more like flirting with the reader Uh and like I felt like I feel like sometimes I feel like Cause you can't just immediately try to fuck the reader. You have to like flirt with the reader. Is this too wild? Yeah, of course. Okay, okay, okay. Is it? Am I am I saying crazy? Is this okay? But I feel like you're. I feel like that's a thing you do when you when you're writing. Like every time you kind of like there's. I I wrote down like you have this do a thing where like once things get like kind of spicy or intimate, like it does something different to the reader. Mhm. Ooh, that's good to hear. Do <laughs> you, you feel like do you do you, you, you think about that, or do you think that that's accurate?
1: I don't. I mean, I like to elude. Like, I like to like lead the reader somewhere, and then like kind of like turn away, which I feel like is kind of seductive.
0: Like, I don't know. It makes me think of like burlesque
1: or something. Yeah, you got to. For like a lap dance, yeah. where it's like, hey, baby, I'm here, and then I'm gone.
0: Yeah. Um, that's like, yeah,
1: I yeah. mean, I don't think about it while I'm doing it, but, I, but, like, I totally agree with you that that, like, if I were to analyze my own writing, I would 100% back you on that. Okay. I think I do do it.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that's important, too. You got to turn on the reader sometime because... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I have some reactions to my writing where they're like, I tore through this really fast you know but then like i didn't like what he said that one part you know and i'm like uh-huh. but then i wonder sometimes like some writers i like they say wild shit and it almost makes me it turns me off but then it's like stuck in my head and i have to come back to it i don't know
1: uh-huh i i like it when a writer leaves you wanting more like leaves something left to be desired but like You know, not in a way like the ending shit and like you wish there was more resolution, but like in a way where it like plants a seed in your head that makes you start wondering, you know?
0: Right, right. And then. Yeah, it
1: doesn't tell you everything all at once. It doesn't like get naked for you right away. Exactly. To go along with the metaphor. It just like gives you a little peek, you know?
0: Right, right. And then moving on. That's another uh-huh. thing. There's a propulsion, I feel like. Another thing you'd be doing is, like, you're writing immediate such uh, immediate things in your life. I mean, literally immediately with the quarantine diaries, like, uh-huh. But then you'll allude to a bigger cultural thing going on without explaining it. You just nod to it. And then you also do a thing where you do these little snapshots of people, but you don't really explain... Uh-huh about like you know like a dude eating fucking a salad at whole foods or um just little snapshots of people and then you move on right away um Mm -hmm. fuck this is just the part where i'm saying things i like about your writing and you you just go all right um i mean that's like what
1: i noticed when I'm out and about, though, is I, I love watching
0: people. Like, have you seen the new show How To with John Wilson? I fucking
1: love that show. It's the best fucking Yo, show on
0: earth. It's fucking genius. It's or, so genius. it's like, yeah, dude, it's like... Why is it, though? Why is it... Because it's just... Well, it's completely direct. Uh, uh-huh. It's, like, direct with the world. You have yeah. to be out and about observing in order to be able to come up with that stuff. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know, why do you why do you like it?
1: I mean, for those reasons, but also, like, I think he's just really good at finding the magical and absurd in the everyday. Yeah. Like, and I, I started to watch this interview with him and, Nathan Fielder last night oh, I, I stopped watching it but I'm, I plan to continue but he was saying that he'll start recording anytime he sees like a glitch in the matrix so to speak like yeah. when things just seem odd, it's yeah. like when he'll turn his camera on and yeah. then like it's just yeah I think that I like to watch people and to try to find like the weird little things they're doing or like they like don't correspond with like just your assumptions of how people would behave right um i don't know it's just it's like little bits of magic just like in the
0: quotidian i think i might have seen a snippet of that interview where it was the first shit that um john wilson ever sent nathan fielder and it was the clip when he's on the subway and this dude just got a he got a loaf of bread he holding a loaf of bread but he doesn't want to yeah, carry the bread it scene. so he ties it to the fucking handrail And then John Wilson's like, yo, is he going to be able to untie it? Like, unknot it, like, in time for stop? Like, that seems like a sketchy move. So he's just sitting there waiting until he fucking... uh, That's what I've been doing. I actually had a bar that I was thinking about where, like, I'm using, like, my government... Like, the only thing... The only way my life has changed, like, with, like, the the pandemic unemployment man's money is, like, I just go on the subway now, like, almost, like, aimlessly. Like, I'll be downtown and, like, want one thing uptown and i'll just get on the subway and sit on it Mm -hmm. and then um like for no reason um but i think that's important to be out in the world um observing stuff and that does especially now especially now
1: because we're not getting enough social time with people we know like i I remember like in march when it was the first wave, and no one knew what the fuck COVID was, and everything was really scary. For real. I was like, stay completely in my apartment for like three, four days at a time. Like, wh- I was scared to go to the bodega or like anything. And then one day, I was like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna go ride my bike." And just like riding my bike around and like looking at everyone and stuff, it was. Cr- it felt like I was dreaming yeah. because I'd been like in my spot for so long. Like, it felt extremely surreal and like. Uh, like hyper realistic
0: like HD television or something sure. like it was fucked up <laughs> you torches sleep, yeah. romp around you're like what the fuck the world <laughs> I don't know, that's yeah. how I felt a couple times I gotta go on like long romps now yeah, and then that's another mm-hmm. thing, but I think, like, that's a lot of the energy of... I, I realized how specifically it's tied to the energy of the writing, and when I know the writing is good, is because, like, I, I don't know, someone was like, I want more scenes where he's just, like, by himself thinking about stuff, and I was like, why... And that's always a recurring thing I do, but then I realized why mm-hmm. I hadn't been doing it is because I hadn't been moving around in the world, you know what I mean? Yeah fucked up um where you at you out where are you at like you out deep brooklyn or i live in Stuy.
1: i'm currently in Ridgewood because my roommate has COVID. Damn. but but yeah i live in Stuy normally like kind of by herbert von king the
0: park nice, nice. sick yeah mm-hmm. my cousin was out there they used to live out there um word um And then you
1: you go to NYU, right? That's what I wanted to ask you.
0: Nah, I'm at at Columbia. Oh damn, fancy! Yeah, I applied to NYU
1: as one of my schools, but I haven't heard
0: back. Oh okay, (laughs) alright, yeah, damn. Every podcast I have to admit more about my fucking MFA life sucks. Yeah, yeah, tell me about it. Later, I guess. I (laughs) I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. I'm fucking it's. Yeah, um, but um, I, I went to the open house for Columbia and thought
1: it sounded really cool. But then they were like, Yeah, but we won't give anyone any money at all. And I was like, I Well, I guess I can't go
0: to you. I know, but then they're lying. You have to demand that the amount of money you want. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's cool a little, that's a, little that's a little tidbit, that's a little tidbit for the people. Fuck, I don't know. If oh I, yeah, I demand it, uh, the money. Yeah, be like, I mean, it's sick. i just not go. And they're like, all right, we do have it. Um, oh, nah, they're nah. flirting. Yeah, they're flirting. They, they, yeah, um, damn. Um, word. Fuck, it might be just annoying for me. to Actually, yeah, actually I'm, going, I'm, I'm going through stuff good right now. Um, I just want to talk about the idea. I thought that was so funny. You're talking about um, being your own dream boy, but then it was like cooking for yourself. Or like, what's up? Yeah, what's what's uh, you be having funny like boy riffs? Like you got that fuck boy riff that I was bombing. I'm sorry for bombing that too. I, I felt it was kind of like a, a breach of your, I don't know. Felt, oh yeah, like you were talking one time like people um uh trying to FaceTime like and you're like not ready to FaceTime and then like I think I seen a tweet that was like uh, uh people people who like FaceTime with no warning are like. Like, a man who Facetime with no warning will, like, wake up and, like, choose murder or something. Like, I felt like certain acts, I'm like, that, is that kind of violent? That was kind of, aggra- you know, aggressive. Or you call someone. Gian always jokes about that, how, like, calling someone, like, out of the blue is, like, aggressive.
1: <laughs> I think I, I was not, like, whoever tweeted that was not me. I didn't tweet that.
0: But I, oh, yeah, yeah. I someone don't know if it is that.
1: aggressive. But I think it's just because, like, we're so used to texting you know yeah, so yeah. like I, I wish we talked more on the phone like I wish it didn't seem aggressive I don't like that it does I feel like we've become a little too timid Yeah. and like antisocial I would rather I would rather people FaceTime but yeah when I wrote that it was like at the beginning of the pandemic when right. the only person I was seeing was my roommate okay. and I was just like I didn't know how to talk to people anymore
0: <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, you yeah. Be, I've, be. I've been practicing for sure, for sure. Yeah, no. I was just saying when I just like bombed your diary entry, I felt like that was like an aggression. But anyway, but but the no, idea it was wonderful. Of being your own boy, like that's that's a funny that's a funny idea. And it was also funny because you were like, I'm a cook for myself. That means like uh, I'm being my own boy. But it was like kind of like it was kind of like playful because cooking is traditionally not seen as a boy thing. But you were saying like making a really good po- poached egg is being your own boyfriend. Like I thought that was.
1: Was
0: funny um i've dated a lot of good cooks <laughs> for sure yeah i think i've been better at cooking than every person i've been with too um, that's not see
1: people need
0: that yeah yeah these fucking yeah fuck these fuck these roles yo yep.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah like i can't cook worth shit like I feel like I would die if I didn't have people to take care of me, so, I'm, like, yeah, I was trying to, like, learn how to take care of myself, because, I mean, I'd just gotten out of a relationship, and, like, you know, my ex would, like, make, like, all my exes would, like, make me food, and, like, take care of me, and I was, like, okay, I need to just, like, do that for me now, like, I'm gonna be my own damn boyfriend, and I'm gonna yeah and then like the fuck boy stuff was like i want to do everything that
0: i think is hot in another person because i can just do it for myself and i can just be really hot that's super deep i love that um <laughs> yeah that's that's how i felt like when i showed one of i showed my little sister the book i was writing and then i was all nervous like she was not she was gonna think it's super sus or something and then she was like no it just made me think about how i've i've been a fuck boy, or something. Hell yeah! I was like hell yeah, um, but um, but um, yeah, I feel like that's connect. What's what's good with the um, your little silly boy riffs? We're doing boy. This is the boy. This is the boy. Uh, the boy uh, interrogation. The silly boy riffs. Did I write
1: about silly boys
0: What's your silly boy? So you're your silly boy. Y'all 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 fucking be talking about silly boy shit on Twitter. that cuz i've seen shit about that Been, uh, yeah. Literally, uh, a good homie of mine called me yesterday, and he was just like, "Bro, you gotta throw shit." At-. He gave me like a whole long text of like instructions. That I had like put money in crypto. Um, yeah, dude, it's the time. Okay. The
1: time is nigh. The time yeah. is nigh.
0: <laughs> and then, were, did you have shit? Did you have shit like in with the whole were you, on the GameStop shit? Oh my god, yeah. Stupidly, my roommate talked
1: me into it. Was like, there's gonna be a short. Like yeah. it's gonna go up to at least ten K a share and yeah, so I I did buy GameStop stock and it I lost a lot of money. Really? <laughs> but yeah, but I've made up for it with crypto.
0: So it's you know, it's a wash, but mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so what okay, so like you you were making money and then they fucking flipped that shit and then you lost it? I'm such no, a
1: dumbass well, I, with this bought, money shit. I don't even I understand.
0: bought the GameStop
1: stock at like two or
0: $250, okay.
1: and it just, like, tanked the next couple days. And now, I don't even know. Last time I looked, it was, like, $50 a share. I just lost all that money. <laughs> but, yeah, because I bought, like, a few shares.
0: But Damn. But that was because okay. what they did?
1: Yeah, I think so, because, like, Robinhood... Made it where people couldn't get shares anymore, and the media made it sound like like the hedge fund had already bought back all the shares that were shorted. Uh. And they just, like, they made it seem like the thing was over and discouraged people. And then everyone's all like, buy silver. And Whoa. I think that was just, like, a fucking, like, red herring to... Move people
0: away from the GameStop thing. Damn. I don't know. I just felt really manipulated. That's and a thing. Uh, I'm scared to like get manipulated, fool. dude. I can't even tell. If even a homie was like, "Yo, like, you, listen, they're saying it's gonna go up and shit," I'm like, well, "What if that's a manipulate?" Like, I don't know. I don't trust. I I, I I gotta look. I gotta read more about that shit. Honestly, I only trust crypto now. But right. the
1: thing is, you. Like, you can get hacked. <laughs> so, oh, what? Like, you can't get hacked with, like, stocks and stuff, because that shit's backed by banks and large corporations, but... fuck? I don't know. Like, I don't trust the stock market, and I don't trust that rich people want me to have any money at all. <laughs>
0: For sure.
1: But, but crypto, I'm like, I don't know, it feels like the Wild West.
0: Alright. Of, of
1: capitalism or something, so, and I'm, I'm a lot more about it.
0: Okay. Damn. All right, yeah. I gotta get on that. I gotta read those instructions. I just screenshot it. I'm like, all right, dude, I'm going to get I'm going to get on it. Um, yeah. And then um you went to you you Am I tripping or did you go to the uh Morris Vita thing, to a Vita Maya thing? I did. Yeah, that, that I was... went October 2019. Yeah, it was like pretty much right before
1: the
0: pandemic, I guess. Amazing. So I had I I think I met you that one time. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. In December, so that was a couple months. In Basilica. Exactly. Mhm. And then. Uh, yeah, I guess I just got back from it. So that was like how it was like ten days. Yeah. Sick. And it then, was amazing. And you, it was at it was at the Sete spot. Yeah. Amazing. It must have been super nice out there that time. Was it Dude, fucking? it was. It was, like, too cold to swim, but... Oh, okay. ...fucking Steven's ass was swimming anyway, <laughs> so... Stephen so Steven was out there for that? It was that? possible. Okay. Yeah, Steven was out and there Corey swimming. And Corey was out there for that?
1: <laughs> Corey was not swimming, but he was with us, yeah.
0: Amazing. Amazing. That's tight. Yeah, that's it was tight. a good
1: group. Hell yeah. Felicia was there. Sick.
0: Felicia Urso, yeah. Yeah, that's Amazing. tight. That's tight. <laughs> um, damn. And then, uh... <laughs> sick well fuck we're in the i guess it, we're in the fucking coldest were you feeling a bunch of kooky en- oh yeah do you have any uh, thoughts on the lunar un- new year or like what that means oh are you been feeling I any know, kooky really? energy this past week because i think it was a fucking uh it was a new moon and then i was texting you and you were like yeah i'm fucked up i'm not trying to talk and i was like that's the moon because i was feeling kind of <laughs> like the that new moon. yeah it's that cold new moon it's the coldest coldest month coldest week of the year low key this week Damn, I feel it. I've been
1: entirely inside, but yeah, I can feel it through the windows. I mean, the new moon is great for me because, um, like Jupiter and Venus are both in my tenth house right now, which is like career and, uh, like reputation, and they're both like really positive planets.
0: Fucking, um, like, uh, yeah, your body's, like, resetting one time. Like, breaking down, but then rebuild. That's how I feel. I had a, ch- my chest was fucked up. I couldn't do, like, my prison workout. I was feeling all fucked up, and I finally started again. I finally felt good enough again, too. Uh, that's the reset time. That's good. Yeah. moon is about to be. It's about to be um, close to spring. We got like a month. Got five mm-hmm. left. Hell yeah.
1: Yeah, I think the groundhog said we have to wait a little longer, but I don't know oh, if yeah. I buy into yeah, that.
0: fucking groundhog. That's another thing I was thinking. I, 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 I like thinking about all that, all, the, all my fucking kooky tarot ideas, just in terms of um, uh, the, the time of year. And then I was thinking this: on Val- Valentine's Day is the middle of the coldest time of the year before mm-hmm. all the shit comes back before all the flowers and shit come back you know and that's why you but then you get a flower late winter you're like here's a flower and that's like a symbol of like there's still gonna be flowers again you know do you think mm, yeah i, I love that right. and i was like that's kind of that yeah all right it's
1: making me think of like a black and white photograph with like one little like the fucking picture of the black and white and then you can see the taxis and they're bright yellow or like oh, okay. a black and white yeah, picture exactly. where there's just like one little red hat on exactly. like some french girl yeah, yeah just yeah. like a little splotch of color
0: yeah a little, a little dash of blood yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
0: uh, in the fucking frozen over numbed out time yeah um, mm-hmm. hell yeah Um sick alright fucking um, any uh, last words for the people I never do this ever. I don't know. I'm doing. no. I don't have any words for the people. All right, I fucking cop that. They got enough words. Cop the book, and uh, let's go.